0: Welcome to the Life Church Podcast. Our desire is to help people understand God's intention for their life. We hope for every listening, you are blessed by this week's message. Well good morning, Life Church. I am here at the beautiful Canarsie Pier in Brooklyn. We're excited to be here with you. What an amazing time of worship. Oh, thank you, Father. For the privilege of worshiping you. Listen, I'm excited about teaching you something uh, and it's kicking off a new series entitled Check Engine Light. I want you to begin to open your heart for this fresh new word. It's going to re- really be a blessing to you. In fact, what I'm really excited about also is that we have somebody that, that you haven't heard from in, in some time. They'll be part of this series. They'll be blessing you with the word of God. So you don't want to miss any of the week. Stay tuned. And uh, I'm here. This is my car here and I'm I'm actually gonna check my oil oil. Um, and as I look at my oil I see that it's nice and clear brown it has a good level to it and if you know anything about cars if you have a car yourself you know that this is very very important that you check your oil it reminds me in fact of my first car that I bought I bought my first car in the year 2001 or early 2002 I'm forget I think it was 2001 and it was a 1987 Pathfinder so imagine that clunker that it was And the very first thing I learned to do wasn't to change a tire. The very first thing I learned was to change my oil. And I remember someone taught me how to do it. And I actually did it myself. These days, no one changes their oil. They just bring it into the mechanic. Um, That was the first time and last time I changed the oil because it's a very cumbersome, you know, uh, just frustrating process, you know, unless you're a mechanic and you can lift up the car and, you know, the, you know, the rest. But if you don't change your oil, as you know, your car will, will come to a grinding halt. It's really that serious. It's really that important. And I want you to know that the Bible teaches us that the Holy Spirit is often compared to as oil. What does oil do to an engine? Oil causes that engine to run efficiently. The Holy Spirit causes you to run efficiently. Oil causes the parts of your engine not to overheat. The Holy Spirit will cause you not to overheat. As you're working, as you're busy, as you go about your life, you don't have to be overheated in terms of stressed and burnt out. No, the Holy Spirit can keep you calm, can keep you at a place of peace. The Holy Spirit causes you to run efficiently. An oil oil also cl- it cleans the engine. So sometimes when you're running your your car, it you know builds up dust and soot and all that stuff and oil will take that out and bring it into the oil filter. Well, the Holy Spirit does that as well. As we go about our life, we build up dust, we build up contaminants, things that try to stick to us. Holy Spirit is there to filter that out of our lives. And so I have a question for you. Have you changed your oil recently? Now, I don't mean have you changed the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit never needs to be changed like a car does, the car has to have the oil drained out and you pour new oil in. We don't need a new Holy Spirit, but we need a fresh work of the Holy Spirit in our lives. We need our hearts to be open to something new. So here's the question, are you growing spiritually? Or have you plateaued? Or even worse, are you on a decline? Are you experiencing the freshness of the Holy Spirit? Are you experiencing something new from the Holy Spirit? Are you being taught something new from the Holy Spirit? Is your prayer time fresh? Is your time in the Word of God fresh? Is it rejuvenating you? Is it giving you strength? Is it giving you life? Right? Your time in the Word of God. That all happens by the working of the Holy Spirit. And this is why I'm here to tell you, it may be time for you to check the oil that's in your life. Because God wants to do a freshness in your life. I'm thinking of a scripture found in Psalm 92, verse 10. And it says that, You've exalted my horn with like like a wild ox, but it says that you've anointed me first with fresh oil. You've anointed me with fresh oil and have exalted my horn like a wild ox. Now think about a wild ox. Think about a bull, right? You think about these bull riders. They get paid so much money to ride a bull for like seven seconds. (laughs) You know, I remember riding a mechanical bull. I'm thinking, oh, this is easy. I mean, I'm, I'm gonna do this. I don't know what the big deal about this. Man, I was off that thing in two seconds. It's just a mechanical bull. Imagine a real bull that is bucking, that is, I mean, going like five, six, seven, ten 10 feet in the air, just kicking. I mean, just craziness, right? And so just to be on that bull for like seven seconds is a major feat. I want you to imagine that. God is saying, I wanna make you like that wild bull. I wanna make you like a wild ox. I wanna make you like someone who cannot be contained. So maybe you feel mounted, Maybe you feel like there's something on you, keeping you down, suppressing you, and you just don't feel like a freedom to break out. What is the answer to that? Fresh oil. Fresh oil. Fresh oil will cause you to be exalted in your strength like a wild ox. That's what I'm speaking over your life today. Freshness in the name of the Lord Jesus. Let me share a few scriptures with you concerning this because today is a day where we're gonna check our engine light. We're gonna check the oil level in our lives. I like a scripture found in 1 John chapter 2, verse 20. It says, but you have an anointing from the Holy One and you know all things. You know all things. I want you to think about that. Tell yourself, I know all things. So next time you're in an argument with someone and they say, well, you think you're a know-it-all? You can say, yeah, I know all things. (laughs) You know, I'm saying that in jest, but I want to point you to a truth. I want to point you to a reality. Do you realize that the anointing puts you in a place where you can come into the knowledge that you need in all situations? You can come into the knowledge of what you need in every circumstance. You have an anointing from the Holy One and you know all things. The apostle John is writing because there was some false teaching going on in his time, and there were some false beliefs going on in his time, and, and he was trying to assure the believer, listen, you don't need people to fool you and trick you and put you here and tell you this. No, you have an anointing on the inside. The Holy Spirit who lives inside of you, you know all things. This is why if you're a new believer and maybe you don't know tons of scriptures and you don't know you know, all the different biblical studies that there is to know, but you have the Holy Spirit on the inside of you. Sometimes you come into a situation where it just doesn't make sense. You're like, I I just don't, I don't feel like this makes sense. I don't know why I can't explain it. I'll tell you why. 1 John 2, 20. It's the Holy Spirit letting you know, "Mm mm-mm, this is not what you need to be a part of. This is false. This is not the truth you have an anointing from the holy one and you know all things that is the working of the holy spirit and so i want you to know right now the holy spirit wants to do a fresh work in your life he wants to exalt your strength like a wild ox i'm declaring over you today come on receive this blessing that everything that wants to mount you contain you keep you suppress you hold you down must pop off of you must be dismounted right now in your life because the anointing will break that yoke. The anointing will remove that burden. The anointing sets you free. That anointing is the Holy Spirit. Come on, get excited about that work right now. You have the freshness of the Holy Spirit. He's exalting your horn like a wild ox. You cannot be mounted anymore. You know, I feel to tell you this as well because I sense that there are people, you're struggling financially. You you may be dealing with some financial pressures. Do you realize that there is grace that comes upon you financially when the outpour of the Holy Spirit is happening in your life? Do you realize that you could work hard all your life and never experience breakthrough, but you could also experience breakthrough simply by experiencing an outpour of God's Spirit? Do you realize one idea can change the trajectory of your life? One, one, one word from the Lord can make the difference between whether you stay in debt all your life or whether you experience financial freedom. Do you understand that the Holy Spirit, He is very practical. This is not just about going to heaven. No, no, this is about what God wants to do even in your financial life. You know, follow me to a scripture I wanna share with you. It's found in Isaiah. Isaiah chapter 32, verse 15. It says, and, and prior to this verse, There's a judgment that's being pronounced over the people and it says in verse 15, until the spirit is poured upon us from on high. In other words, this judgment is not going to change until the spirit is poured upon us from on high. And the wilderness becomes a fruitful field. The wilderness becomes a fruitful field and the fruitful field is counted as a forest. Are you in a wilderness right now? Do you feel like, you know, everything seems to be dead? Everything seems to be, there's no life around me. There's, no, there's nothing happening, there's nothing percolating. That can change. Why? The Holy Spirit, when He comes, He causes life to spread all around. And so my prayer for you today is that if you're dealing with financial strain, if you find yourself to be in a wilderness, if you find yourself just to be enjoying a fruitful field, God is like, listen, I wanna take you from the wilderness to the fruitful field, from the fruitful field to a forest. I wanna bless you, I wanna bless your socks off. I wanna do what you thought you had to do on your own. I wanna do it because I wanna show you that it's not by your might, it is not by your power, but it's by my spirit. Come on, I want you to receive that right now. Lift up your hands right where you are and receive the freshness of the Holy Spirit. This is your time for that. This is your time for that. You're going to receive the freshness of the Holy Spirit. It's going to change your life. It's going to change your finances. It's going to change where you are right now. And I'm excited about that. Let me share with you how to experience the newness or the freshness of the Spirit in your life. Hallelujah. Number one, and this is something that I want to, I want to take my time with because I want you to really hear the heart behind this. But the first thing to experience the freshness of the Spirit of God in your life is to receive the gift of repentance. Receive the gift of repentance. Normally, you hear about the gift of forgiveness, right? But do you realize there's something called the gift of repentance? There is. And why is it a gift? Because it is a gift that we have the ability to change. Think about that. You know, you can make a mistake and have the time and space to repent, to change, to go a different course, to go a different route. That's amazing. Think about that. And God has given you space. He's given you time to repent. Here's a scripture found in Acts chapter three. It says in verse 19, repent, therefore, and be converted that your sins may be blotted out so that times of refreshing may come upon from the presence of the Lord. I love that. I'm going to read that one more time. Repent, therefore, and be converted, that your sins may be blotted out, so that times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord. Do you realize that repentance, making the decision to change your mind, change the course of your ways, maybe the Lord is dealing with you about something specific, and in the past you've hardened your heart about it, Maybe the Lord dealt with you about how you treat people. Maybe he spoke to you about how you're handling your money. Maybe he's dealt with you about supporting the work of the kingdom financially. Maybe he's dealt with you about walking in forgiveness. Maybe he's dealt with you about changing the way you speak. Maybe I remember when I was first, you know, starting in the faith, one of the first and the Lord dealt with me was my speech. And he says, I want to take cursing away from your mouth. Maybe you're used to using profanity and you think there's nothing wrong with it. Well, the Holy Spirit may be dealing with you about that. Maybe he's saying to you, listen, I only want blessing to come out of your mouth, not cursing. Do you realize that when you make a decision to say, Lord, I'm going to turn, I'm going to repent. I'm going to change my mind, change the, the, the decision that I made in the past. What happens? Times of refreshing comes by the presence of the Lord. God wants to refresh you today. And it comes by his spirit. It comes by the anointing and it comes by repenting. Repenting is not just, you know, repenting so you don't go to hell. You know, (laughs) it's not that. It's saying, Lord, you're right. I'm wrong and I'm going to change. Lord, you're right. I'm wrong and I'm going to change. And when you make that decision, the Holy Spirit enters a, a, a place in your heart that you've once blocked them out of. You know, maybe you've given your life to Jesus, but there's a part of your heart where you say, eh, not this part. This is this is this is where I want to be God over. This is, this is where I want to be Lord over. When you repent, you are saying, Lord, yeah, you can have this spot also. And what happens when you unlock that part, that part of your life or that part of your heart? The Holy Spirit comes and he brings refreshing. He brings refreshing. <laughs> you ever been in an argument with someone back and forth and you know you're wrong, but your pride kicks in and you just don't want to admit I'm wrong. You know, not everyone's like that, but there's some people who would like to argue and argue and argue because just the just just admitting that I'm wrong is like painful to them. And then finally, they they break down in humility and they say, you know what? I'm wrong. Forgive me. You're right. I I should have done that better. I should have handled that situation better. What happens when they do that? Times of refreshing comes all of a sudden that hardness, that tense environment begins to lift. All of a sudden, you begin to feel a refreshing in the atmosphere. Something begins to heal in that relationship. That's the power of using the gift of repentance. You can change. And the fact that you have the ability to is a gift. Is a gift. You're not in a cycle that you can't come out of. You're not in a situation that you can't break free from. You're not living in some sin that that, that is just so... It's so hard to be free from. No, you can change by the help of the Holy Spirit. Praise God. All you got to do is say, God, you're right. I'm wrong. And I receive your help to change. I'm changing right now by your help and by your grace. And when you do that, something amazing happens. The gift of the Holy Spirit no, the power of the Holy Spirit overshadows your life and he empowers you to live in a freshness, in a newness that you've never known before. Man, I'm, I'm just releasing that over you right now. If you need to repent about anything, this is your time in Jesus' name. Gift of repentance. The second thing you need to do, and this is very powerful, is you need to make a demand for the outpour of the Holy Spirit. I'm thinking of the term that expression that says, the squeaky wheel gets the grease, right? The squeaky wheel gets the grease. I want you to be squeaky right now. You need to be squeaky. In other words, if someone is pushing a cart, that cart has four wheels, and that cart has four wheels, but one of those wheels is is squeaking, that one wheel will get the grease because that one wheel is saying, I need oil, I need oil, I need oil. Are you making that declaration to heaven? Lord, I need more of you. I need your power. I need your spirit. I need your word. I need it. I need it. I'm telling you something. If you make that declaration, if you make that cry, if you're saying, Lord, I need more of you, if that is your heart's desire, that's exactly what you're going to have. Oh, man. I'm telling you right now, make a demand for it. Make a demand for it. God wants to hear your cry. Isaiah 44 I like this passage of scripture. It says in verse 3, For I will pour water on him who is thirsty and floods on the dry ground. I will pour my spirit on your descendants and my blessing on your offspring. Are you thirsty today? Are you crying out today? Here's the promise. If you cry out for the outpour of the Holy Spirit, if that is your cry, if that is your desire, if that's what it is, This is what the Lord promises. I will pour out my spirit in such a way where that thirst goes. I will flood your grounds. I will cause you to have more than enough. I want to do that for you, but you have to open your heart for it. Come on, make a demand, lift up your hands where you are. Say, Lord, give me a freshness from your spirit. Give me an outpour of your spirit. I receive that now in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. let me give you my last point and this is very important. How do I experience the freshness on the outpour of the Holy Spirit in my life? One, I mentioned already is that you have to receive the gift of repentance too. you have to make a demand for it, but three, you have to wait in the presence of God. Wait in the presence of God. Now I don't just mean in the form of prayer, although that's a very big that's a very big way. But I mean, your posture of life has to be one that is waiting on the Lord. When Jesus spoke to the disciples before he ascended, he said, I want you to go into Jerusalem and wait, wait for the Holy Spirit. And they did just that. They went to Jerusalem. They were in the upper room. And the Bible says that as they waited, the Holy Spirit came. It sounded like a sound of a rushing wind. It filled the whole place that sound filled the whole place, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. Let me tell you something. When you start a car up, just like if I was to start this car, it's advised that you don't just start the car and go. It's advised that when you start that car, you wait a little bit, and you allow the oil to circulate. You allow that oil to circulate in the engine. Now, if you have a new car, You don't have to wait that long, right? But you still, it's still advised that you wait. Because if you don't wait, what happens over time is that over time, your engine will run that less efficiently. And that's, that's the picture of our lives. Sometimes we turn on and we just go. And we don't wait. We don't wait for the oil to circulate. We make decisions on the fly and we just go. And we don't wait for the oil to circulate. We jump into relationships after relationships, and we don't wait for the oil to circulate. Lord, I must hear you before I go forward. I must know what you're saying before I do this, before I accept this position, before I venture off into this, before I move. You know how people move to different states, different places, and they just do it because of some perceived blessing that may be waiting for them, but they never waited. They never waited for the Holy Spirit. Let me tell you something. There is a blessing when you make the decision to wait. I'm thinking of a colleague of mine, another pastor who's sharing a story how one day he got into his car and he turned his car on and he was about to pull off, but he felt the Holy Spirit tell him, wait, don't move. And he waited for about 10 seconds, right? And then he pulled off. He felt the Lord gave him the release to pull off. And as he was about to approach an, an, an intersection and he had the, the green light, He noticed there was a car that just sped past that intersection. That car had the red light, ran that red light and ran through it. And he noticed that if I went when I was about to go, I would have been at that intersection at that time. And he realized that the Lord was telling him, wait, because he was trying to save his life. Let me tell you something. There is a blessing in waiting in the presence of God that's when you begin to experience the freshness of the Spirit. When the disciples were in the upper room, they waited, as I mentioned, and the Holy Spirit blew in that place and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. Now, what if they didn't wait? What if right after Jesus ascended, they said, listen, what what are we we waiting for? We know He died, we saw Him. We know He resurrected, we saw Him resurrect. We saw the nail prints in His hands, we saw all of that. We saw Him ascend. Yo, let's just go and start preaching. What would have happened? Let me tell you what would have happened. Some good would have happened, perhaps. Maybe some people would have believed the story of Jesus dying and resurrecting and ascending, perhaps. Maybe they would have been able to minister healing to some people, maybe. But they would not have experienced the fullness that God wanted them to experience. Because when they waited, when they waited in the upper room on the day of... Pentecost, when it fully came, what happened? 3,000 people got saved that day. So here's a question for you. Maybe you're experiencing the blessing of God. Maybe there's some good things here and there, but are you experiencing the fullness? Oh, Lord, I want to experience the fullness. I I, I know that there's more. I'm thankful for what I have. I know you're moving. I can see your hand It's it's, it's not always all or nothing. I can see that you're still doing good things. But, Lord, I just sense there's more, right? Yeah, I sense there's more that you want to do. And that more comes when you decide to wait. Scripture says that they who wait on the Lord will renew their strength. Why do they renew their strength? Because the Holy Spirit begins to circulate in their lives. They begin to hear his voice. They begin to see his power. They, begin, they, 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 be, they become smeared by his presence. And what happens, their horn is exalted like a wild ox. That's the blessing that God wants to give to you today. Listen, let me wrap this up right now, but I wanna let you know, God wants you to check that oil. You have an indicator. Is that check engine light on? If it is, you need to begin to ask the Lord, Lord, I need, I need, I need fresh oil. Just like you would take your car to a mechanic, you need to go to the presence of God and say, Lord, I need fresh oil. I can't continue on in this path. I can't keep pushing. I'm working harder than I know I need to work. I'm pushing longer, and, 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 and it's not really producing what it should produce. Lord, I need fresh oil. And here's the promise. If you turn, I like a scripture found in Proverbs. It says, turn at my rebuke. Turn at my rebuke, and I will pour my spirit upon you. Oh, that's beautiful. If you turn at the Lord's rebuke, He will pour his spirit upon you. And that's what we need to do. Lord, I feel that you're rebuking me, correcting me, redirecting me. I'm turning, I'm turning. So let me talk to you today. If you have not received Jesus as your Lord and Savior, let me direct this squarely to you. Maybe you have never given your life to Jesus. Today is your day. Yeah, he wants to give you that fresh oil, that oil that never runs dry, that oil that causes you to run efficiently, causes you to have joy, the oil of joy, the oil of gladness is what it's called. Yeah, you can have that, but you got to say, Lord, I repent, I'm turning at your rebuke and I'm receiving the outpour of your spirit. Today is your day, would you pray with me today? If you want to see God do something amazing in your life, say this with me, say, Father, today I receive the gift of forgiveness through Jesus Christ. Jesus, you died for me, you died for my sins, and you rose the third day, and you're alive today. Be my Lord, be my Savior. I receive you now, amen. If you pray that, the Bible declares that you are born again. You're a child of God. You're a completely new creation. You may look the same, you may sound the same, but you're different, and I wanna help you grow I want to help you grow. There's some steps that you should take to grow. Right now, you are called, you are what is considered a baby Christian. right. A baby is still a human being, but that baby needs to grow. So you're a Christian. You're as Christian as I am, right? You're as, a chi- you're much, you're as much as a child of God as I am, but you need to grow, right? Give me the opportunity to help you grow. Would you send us an email at info at nylifechurch.com? We want to share the Word of God with you. We want to give you some tools to grow. We want to help you take your next steps. Just send us an email. Let us know, I receive Jesus. That's all you have to do. (laughs) Just those three words, I receive Jesus. If you would just let us know, we will send you all the information you need, very simple, of what to do next and how to grow in your walk with God. Let me tell you something, this is a fresh new day for you. I'm excited for you. I'm praying for every person that is hearing this message. May this be a fresh new season of the outpour of God's Spirit in your life. May the Lord do something new in your family, in your finances, in your health, and in every way that you desire him to do. In Jesus' name, amen. If God is changing your life through this ministry, join us in reaching others by partnering with us today. You can give through our website at www.nylifechurch.com and click on the gift tab. Thank you for listening and remember to subscribe to enjoy more messages like this. Go and live a purpose-driven life.